0: To India and Ireland Around Africa and back
1: Welcome to Take Me With You, episode 61. I'm Ryan.
2: And I'm Cheryl. We are two well-traveled people who want to go everywhere.
1: But that's not going to happen. So instead, we'll travel vicariously by inviting a guest to share their unique travel stories with us.
2: This holiday season, we're going to take a little break from having on guests to do a couple mini-sodes. And today's theme is about travel goals.
1: Travel goals? Why on earth would we be talking about travel goals, Cheryl? (laughs) Because
2: it's the new year.
1: Well, it's almost the new year.
2: It's almost the new year. I know. I mean, everyone's just amping up with all their New Year's plans, you know. Big New Year's parties, (laughs) midweek. All those
1: New Year's midweek parties.
2: (laughs) This New Year's and Christmas is about the worst timing because it's like... I get off New Year's Day and Christmas Day, and so it's just like, cool. Oh, right
1: in the middle off. of the week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but amongst that, you know, a lot of people like to set New Year's resolutions and think mm-hmm. about their goals and how their last year went. And so we thought it would be cool if we talked about some travel goals. Kind yeah. of insight of that.
1: I think first, though, Cheryl, I have a really mm-hmm. important question to ask you. Yes. Do you set New Year's resolutions? Are you a resolution creating person?
2: Um, I'm not a New Year's resolution person. I've had times when I've made a resolution or set some goals, but New Year's isn't really meaningful to me. So it typically doesn't happen around New Year's. It might happen around like a transition in life or mm-hmm. um, maybe like for one month or something like that or sometimes birthday or, you know, just Mm -hmm. whenever I have a time that's kind of more of a time of reflection for myself. Um, But New Year's isn't really a time for me when anything is changing or looking new. Um, And so that's not really significant for me. How about you?
1: Yeah, I'm similar. I also am not a New Year's resolution type person. I think similar to what you were saying, Cheryl, New Year's isn't a time that is significant for me, especially since I'm a teacher. I often think of years as school years, not calendar Mm. years. Mm -hmm. So it's in the middle of the year and at least at the high school level here in Washington State where I'm at, it's not even a transition in between quarters or semesters. So it's just a break of two weeks and then we just pick right back up where we were before. Mm. So it's not... Significant in in that sense. So mm-hmm. I've actually had that happen even within the last couple of weeks, where I've been talking to people about, oh, you I mean it, you know it's going to do such and such. I don't remember what it was, but this year, and they're like, no, next year in twenty twenty. And I was like, oh yeah, uh, that's what I meant because to me, it's all one year. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that yeah,
2: makes a lot of sense. So we should talk about goal setting. Before we okay. talk about specific ones, so um, you're a teacher, so you I seem like someone who might know about goals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, sure. I think that there are a lot of different structures or strategies to coming up with really good goals. One that I'm the most familiar with, and I'm sure some of our listeners have heard before, and maybe you have a different structure that works for you but the one that i've heard and i know the most is setting what's called a smart goal and smart is an acronym and it stands for making sure that whatever goal you're setting it's specific measurable attainable relevant and time bound okay so, for example, a goal that people might have that was that's related to travel, since, you know, mm-hmm. travel podcast and all, would be, yeah. I want to travel more.
2: Oh, yeah. I hear that all the time.
1: Right. And I think you and I probably say that a fair amount.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Right? But that's not necessarily a useful goal because it doesn't meet a lot of those smart criteria so for example it's not specific so travel more uh Mm. what does that mean travel as we've learned on this podcast over the last year plus yeah it it means different things is that a weekend getaway is that going to another country is that going to another continent what does that mean if you want to travel if you want to do it more do it more than what? More than what you're already doing? More than what you've done in the past? More than what somebody else you know is doing? You know, a lot of those things are really, really fuzzy. Mm. So there, yeah. it's more likely you're not going to achieve the goal because it's unclear what that's going to look like for you to achieve the goal.
2: Well, and if you're like us and we want to go everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not a very good travel goal because <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> until
2: no. we've gone everywhere, we're going to feel like we're failing. Exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and then that gets to the M, right? Measurable. How do you know that you can do that? You know, travel more or mm. go everywhere? Yeah. Well, I guess you can measure that, but is everywhere every country? Is everywhere every continent? Is everywhere every that you've gone to every ocean? Is it – I was just talking to some family, and kind of like some of your family, uh, I have a relative who has, I think, one worldwide Disney park that he has not been to yet, Mm. but he's been to every other one. And so that's an everywhere, but that's everywhere every Disney park. Mm-hmm. That's very different than every country or every continent, right? Yeah.
2: Okay. So that's measurable.
1: Yeah. And then you said so the it, next one is attainable. Attainable. Yeah. So going everywhere not attainable, <laughs> Cheryl. I'm so sorry.
0: Oh no!
2: I <laughs> you know. Just ruined the podcast <laughs> oh wait no well, we every week still... you say but that's not gonna happen okay never mind i We're do that's good. kind of
1: my role is to shoot <laughs> everything down <laughs> thank you Eor. <Eeyore. laughs> uh-huh you're welcome but we can still want that yeah you still want to go everywhere that just doesn't necessarily mean you're going to achieve that particular goal Right, yeah. And then relevant, I think that one is a lot easier when it comes to travel because it has to be something that matters to you. If mm. uh, In my job, and I'm sure in a lot of other jobs, there are goals that I'm required to set that I really don't care about. Mm. And I'm not invested in it. It's, it's not relevant to me. So I can set the goal, but I'm not going to work very hard to achieve it because I don't care. Mm. <laughs> it's somebody else's goal that's been imposed on me. Yeah. Right.
2: And then why is time-bound important?
1: So time-bound is important for a couple of reasons. One, because it gives you a deadline. And at least here in our American culture, we tend to be pretty good at procrastinating. Of course, there's exceptions to that. And there are some people who are really good about just getting things done. But I think as a whole, we tend to put things off until we absolutely have to do them. Uh, and so to... Give yourself a time limit. So if you want to go to one new country that you've never been to during 2019 or 2020, sorry, 2019 is this year. <laughs> you don't have a lot of time <laughs> if you're going to set that goal for 2019.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, and say you want to do it in the year 2020 or in the next five years, you would like to have eaten 15 new foods.
2: mm you know,
1: Mm -hmm. or by the time you turn for, well, for me, by the time I turn 40, I want to have done X, Y, or Z, you know, like something where there's an actual deadline. And again, it goes back to the measurable. So, you know, whether or not you achieved that goal Mm. during that time.
2: Yeah. Cool. So I like these. Um, I've also heard that, a way to help achieve goals is to write them down yeah um i've heard it's you're way more likely to achieve it if you've written it down um for me my version of that might be to tell someone
1: Mm. and have someone keep you accountable
2: yeah well and i think it just becomes more real when i say it out loud Mm. and so i think that that helps me with that too yeah. So, let's talk about this whole travel more goal. Let's let's break this one down a little bit more because I would imagine we have a lot of listeners who do want to travel more. And yeah. so, let's help them out.
1: Let's do it. Well, I don't think we necessarily want to set what the specific components of this goal are for them. Mm-hmm. That's something that I think Y'all are going to have to decide for yourself what's your time frame look like, What, where is it that you want to go, what, more than what all those things that we said. But I think regardless of how you set the parameters around those, there are some common things that are related to travel that can help you actually achieve the goal. And one of them that I think we talked about during our mini a little bit over the summer this year in 2019 we are, is creating a budget.
2: Oh, my favorite thing. <laughs>
1: Said very few people.
2: <laughs> I mean, I do like it because it does help me travel more. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: So what does a travel budget look like for you, Cheryl?
2: Um, for myself, I have a regular habit of setting aside money every month. And then if I have a trip coming up, I will look at how far away the trip is And how much I think it's going to cost. And then I'll figure out how many months I have. And how much I need to save per month to have enough for the trip.
1: That seems very sensible and down to earth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What does it look like for you? Is that a similar process? You know,
1: it's it's a little bit different for me. Just because of the way I tend to not spend money in general anyway Mm. (laughs) and so it's and I don't do a lot I travel a lot but I don't travel a lot for vacation for myself
0: Hmm. a
1: lot like I've mentioned before a lot of my travel is with students in one form or another and so the budgeting for that is very different than doing a vacation like the trip to Ireland that I did with my friends Serena and Tom this last summer. So for that one in particular, I did very similarly to what you said. And I was like, okay, we think it's going to be about this much money. So I need to be setting aside that much. I need to have that much money by this certain date to make sure Mm -hmm. that I've got everything. And I'm the type of person I really don't like to use credit to pay for things unless I already have the cash and know that I'm going to for sure pay it off at the end of the month. So I, that's a strategy I, I use to actually pay for, don't, don't buy it unless I can pay for it. If that (laughs) makes sense.
2: That's a good strategy. Yeah. Cool. So I think also along with budget, um, there is an aspect of maybe reconsidering expectations, of Mm. how much money needs to be spent on different trips. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's reconsidering what accommodations you stay in Mm -hmm. or um, how flexible you're going to be on the time of year that you go or on the transportation getting there or how many meals you're eating out or tours you're doing. Yep. I think the other thing that you can
1: do if you aren't willing to sacrifice the cost of those things You can wait longer. Mm -hmm. You can save for longer. If you're like, no, I really want this level of hotel all the time or to eat out this much or have this personal standard when I travel, you just may have to wait longer in between your trips if if you want to afford it. Something that this is not 100% true for 100% of people across 100% of the world, but for a lot of people, if you're middle class or upper class in the United States – which, again, is not everybody. But if you are, when it comes to travel, for the most part, you can afford it if it's important enough to you and you're willing to both sacrifice other things and save long enough to make it happen.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. I think that's true. You know. Yeah, so I guess a good question to ask is like, what will make this trip enjoyable for me and is it Mm. still worth it if I spend less money while I'm on the trip yeah you know and that can help to figure out how much you want to spend on that trip
1: yeah or the other the other flip side would be what is more important to you the day-to-day things like eating out with you know eating out going getting drinks uh coffee every morning, you know, whatever those things are that you tend to do that are not necessity, but that you enjoy and are a part of your everyday life that makes you feel happy or that you just enjoy for whatever reason. And if you gave those things up to save for the travel, would that be worth it to you?
0: Mm -hmm. And for
1: some people, I think the answer is yes. And some people, the answer is no. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. It's just you need to know for yourself what is more important to you.
2: Yeah. That's true. So then I think another thing to think about with um, the goal of traveling more, um, obviously being more specific with what that looks like to you, Mm -hmm. is um, for me, a way I accomplish my goals is planning. (laughs) Um, But Cheryl,
1: you don't like to plan.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I am such a big planner. I mean, I also am an event planner by profession. Um, (laughs) but I think when it comes to my personal life, I just, it's kind of the same thing as you were saying, like, I think how you spend your money kind of shows your priorities. I think how you spend Mm. your time also shows those priorities. And so for me, when something's important to me, I can make time for it. And when it comes to travel, that really does look like planning. And so even like this summer... Um, My fiance and I decided that we wanted to go camping several times. And so okay. I looked at our summer calendar and found several weekends when we could do it and didn't make other plans on those weekends and made sure that we had time to pack before those camping trips and mm. just made it a priority. And so it was like... Because I think it'd be way too easy to get to the end of the summer and be like, oh, we didn't go camping, you know. Yeah. And just kind of feel like it's something that happened to you as opposed to making the active choice to plan for those little trips.
1: Right. Yeah. So
2: that, I think that also looks like um, vacation days at work, being really intentional with them. Mm. And, you know, most of us probably have jobs where we have pretty, like... Limited, we can't just like take off whenever we want, and right. so not taking days here and there, but saving them up like a budget kind of like, yeah, like saving up money yeah. and saving up vacation days, and um, planning a time when you have enough time to travel away from work to do the cooler trips that you want to do.
1: hmm. Yeah, I, I like what you said as far as you know, where we're. Where you spend your time and your money reflects your priorities. And I think part of the reason why that's true is because both of those are limited resources. You only mm. have so much time and you only have so much money. And mm-hmm. so you have to decide where you want to do those. And yeah, you're right. It's if if it's important enough, you'll you'll make it happen. But mm-hmm. I, I like that you're extending that even to Time off work, all of those things, we have a limited amount of these things to spend. And so just being intentional and deciding what that means. And maybe that is travel. Maybe it's not travel.
2: Yeah. It might be just like spending more time at home or with family yeah, or.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's okay too. It's not that travel is the end all be all and all must travel in order to enjoy life. Yeah. You and I happen to enjoy travel a lot.
2: <laughs> I think it's just more like I've heard so many people say like, "Oh, I wish I traveled more." And it kind of feels like something that's just like by accident they haven't. And yeah. so, I think that's where we come we're coming in and saying like, well, how could you change that if you wanted to change that for yourself? Yeah.
1: I think another thing and you alluded to it just a, a moment ago, But sometimes that might even involve redefining what travel looks like for you. Mm. Maybe it is hard because you've got young kids or work is really demanding or budget is really tight or whatever it is. Travel doesn't have to look like going halfway across the earth. So it could be that maybe you want to travel more. Maybe you explore the nearby, relatively local areas around you. You do day trips. You do an overnight trip. You do weekend trips. There's there's a lot of stuff around a lot of places mm. that, I mean, depending on where you live, obviously, is going to depend on how much. I know here in the Seattle area, which is where you and I both live, within, I would say, a two to three hour drive radius, there's tons of stuff to go or see or do or even if it's not this huge big tourist thing even just like taking the ferry out to Bainbridge Island and spending time and coming back and you know there are things that you can do that don't have to be super expensive and don't have to be time intensive but they can still be travel related if that's something that you are wanting to do more of.
2: Absolutely. I think there are so many fun ways to be a tourist in your own city. Mm-hmm. Um or to consider what are some day trips around you that I think for me when I do those things just make life feel so much more full and make me li- miss travel a lot less when I'm going and exploring yeah. my nearby area. I well, think like- um a piece of caution I have with this is that um so I love a good little like Weekend local getaway where you just drive somewhere, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes those can add up quicker than you think if Mm, you're getting accommodation somewhere. And so I think for me, currently, my favorite is just a day trip because then you're not paying to stay anywhere else. Although Mm -hmm. it's so fun to go stay somewhere that's just like an hour away and have a fun little weekend. Um, Yeah. I think you have to think about like, is that money? taking away from the big trip that i wish i could be taking you know and mm-hmm. so like i don't know still being intentional with money with those i think is really good
1: yeah yep that's that's a great point i think that's sort of a theme i'm, I'm hearing themes come out of what we're saying and i think uh-huh. being intentional is one of those themes mm. and sometimes yeah. i think it's even and this is true i think of Goal setting in life in general, but here in the context of travel, just sitting down and spending time thinking or maybe talking with somebody else or journaling or writing or whatever it is that helps you process information and trying to decide what is it that is important to you about travel? What are the things that you want to be doing? And what does that look like? You know, and yeah. maybe, maybe you're early enough in travel that you don't know what that looks like yet. So maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe 2020 is about trying some different things. Yeah. You know, trying a day trip, trying an overnight trip, trying a weekend trip, trying one trip that's out of the state, you know, whatever it happens to be, trying a few different things to just see what do you like as a traveler. Yeah.
2: I like that. So I think that um, we should give some ideas about Travel goals that people could have.
1: Okay, um, so we- travel more. <laughs> Why are you oh laughing, Cheryl?
2: So proud. Good job. You Thank nailed you. That one.
1: Yep. So, um, I'm good.
2: Yeah. So, I think like okay. To me, one thing about you, Ryan, that um, I find interesting when it comes to travel goals is that <laughs> you have figured out the things you don't care about with travel. And you've really honed in what you do care about. And so you've, you've learned, like, I want to do science trips. And I want to see yeah. all these cool, interesting science things all over the world.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: don't care as much about the history or the art. You know, and so right. that you've kind of been able to narrow. And then I, I'm guessing that that's really helped you with your travel goals. Because um, then it's easy to figure out, like, well, where are the coolest science things? Or where are the yeah. things that I feel like I could skip? Um, yeah, yeah. And everyone kind of has their own interests, And so I think as you're talking about figuring out what about travel is even interesting to you and what you want with it. Because um, I think you're just starting to think about your interests and like what would make good travel goals around what you even like about travel mm. in the first place. Um, and some people are about checking a lot of things off a list. So like for me, I really want to go to all seven continents. Um, I maybe want to go to all 50 states. That's like not as much of a high priority, but that could be cool. (laughs) And I'm at like 30 something. So it's like.
1: You're over halfway there.
2: Yeah. Like I could make it happen. I'm not so sure though. I think I would like to go to all the, um, regions of Spain.
1: I think I'm halfway there. Yeah, I can see that, that you would want to do that for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we found some lists online that other people had of um, ideas when it comes to traveling more or having traveling goal travel goals. Yeah. So, um, like one is get to at least one new country.
0: Mm-hmm. Like um, for a
2: new year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, see an aurora event.
1: Oh, that should definitely be on people's list because it's amazing.
2: <laughs> um, try one food I've never tried before.
1: That sounds like a Cheryl goal.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and what's fun about that is I think that would be a fun way to experience travel in your own city, even is just like experiencing the local food more Mm -hmm. where you're at.
1: Mm -hmm. You
2: know? Um, Head out of town for more long weekends. We were talking about that. Um, Let's see. Do something meaningful while traveling.
1: Yeah, that's a, I think that's a growing thing that we're seeing more and more of traveling for and doing service projects or, you know, just helping out in an area that you're traveling to. And I think that that can be something that can be really meaningful. It's not for everybody. That's not why everybody travels. Some people want to travel to just get away from concerns and be able to relax. And I think that's totally fine. But I think that, yeah, being able to do something that feels like you're adding value to, to the world, to others' lives, things like that. I think that can be a way of making travel even more rewarding.
0: Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Learn to scuba dive is another one on here, although I would say even like if learning is something that's interesting to someone, then maybe what are things that you would like to learn while traveling mm-hmm. somewhere, and how could mm-hmm. you make that possible? Mm-hmm. Um, visit a truly epic library. Ooh, there's some amazing libraries out there. Swim under a waterfall. Do a big hike. I mean, there's just like a lot of a lot of fun ideas. So I yeah. think like. I would just encourage like any individual then just to think about like well what are things that like to them would be a really a really you know good goal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um are they nature goals? Are they city goals? You know, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of different things.
1: Ooh. Hey Cheryl. Yes. You could make a Google keep list. Of travel goals, where you have different categories and you nest the types of goals underneath each of those categories.
0: Ooh,
2: Google Keep <laughs> for the win! <laughs> My goal is just going to be to make a Google Keep travel list. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what are some of your travel goals?
1: You know, I don't. I don't know that I have big huge wild travel goals per se. There are some things that I would like to see and do, but since a lot of what I'm doing again is with student travel, it's oftentimes looking at where are places to take students that have cool sciencey things. And well one of the one of the places I would like to go back to is I would really like to go back to London. It's been I don't know, 15 years since I was there and I loved London and I would love to go back to London and then I'd actually like to do the south part of England. Hmm. And then of course I'd also like to go to Scotland because I've never been to Scotland. See, this is my problem is I start with one place and then I was like, well, then yeah. I'd also like to do this and then I'd also like to do this. Well, if I'm already there, I might as well do that, you know, and then there you go.
0: <laughs>
1: so, you know, I mean. oh man big picture travel goal i would love to do new zealand but that's mm. a long term that's not going to happen all that soon because that's going to be a lot more expensive trip so i would need to budget for that for a whole lot longer you know there's a lot of pieces that would go into something like that so i think i tend to not necessarily have big huge lofty giant travel goals that because that to me that always feels unrealistic it's much more, what are the more relatively short term, you know, within the next year or two, what are things that I would like to do? And then there's a few things that sit out there, like New Zealand's out there, Antarctica is out there, yes. things that during my life, you know, we talk, talked about time bound, right? Those ones are my broader ones. At some point in my life, I would like to do those. Because they're very broad like that, that means they're not likely to happen anytime soon. But I know that. You know, yeah. that's not something where it's like, yes, this is a goal I'm trying to have happen soon. This is a, yes, there will be a time where I'm going to try and make this happen. That time is not right now because both of those places have a huge time investment to get there. Yeah. Because they're very far away.
2: Well, and so I think that gets to bucket lists.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: that's that lifelong goal, right? Yeah. So, um, I think that that is kind of like for me, I don't, I don't know if I like to have a lot of travel goals that are in one annual calendar. I think Mm. it's more like in the next few years, you know, or like for me, because I will make travel happen for myself, it's more like what's my next big trip knowing that I will have a next big trip soon. Yeah. What's it going to be? Um,
1: but it sounds like you make that decision one at a time. You don't have a list of here are my six next big trips in order. I'm going to do this one the next year and then this one the year after that. But you do a trip and then after that trip, then you decide what your next big trip is going to be. Is that accurate? Yeah,
2: typically. I think I have some places on my radar that are higher priorities than others. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like a couple ideas floating around my head usually. Yeah. Um, and I think like we we're talking about like, Figuring out what matters to you or what your priorities are, things like that. And I think that that can help some people like whittle down where they want to go or what they want to focus on if they're feeling overwhelmed. I think one thing for me, though, is that I truly would love to go everywhere. And so part of how I might decide sometimes is if there's somebody in my life and they really want to go to somewhere, I'm like, cool, I'll go there, you know? And so I think that's part of it is like opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so just kind of trying to seize those opportunities or see, like, if you're going to travel with someone, what do they care about? Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it, though, is just another big theme, like we've been talking about, other than being specific and intentional, is just um, not having excuses, you know? And I guess that'd be mm. true for any goal. But when it yeah. comes to travel goals, I think that we can always have reasons that we're not going to travel. Mm -hmm. And then um, ultimately it's like, well, I think you can get creative and you can make it work. So whether it's because you have kids or a limited budget or limited time or you don't have anyone to go with or anything, like there are ways that you can still travel with those
1: different parameters. Right. Yeah, and I think if, if you're in a place where you feel like, there's always a reason you can't do whatever the thing is. I think it – that – to me, that's that's a signal that maybe it's not as big of a priority as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not necessarily bad. Yeah. That may be – it may just be having a more accurate view of what things are really important to you. Mm -hmm. but if you you sit down and you look at that and say no but I want whatever that other thing is in this case we're using travel as the example but this could apply to any other area too like no I really want this thing to be more important then what changes do you need to make kind of thinking about budget but probably bigger than that in order to make that happen if it really is something that you want to be important to you
2: yep cool I think that's a good conclusion
1: you can do anything you set your mind to.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what we said.
1: Just follow your heart.
2: <laughs> oh, follow your heart. It will never steer you wrong.
1: <laughs> no, never. Just no one has yourself. ever gone the wrong direction because they went with their emotions.
2: <laughs> I'm glad never. you understand that.
1: Yep, I do. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully this was helpful. For people in setting some goals and thinking about travel. Why don't we go ahead and do some Wish You Were Here? Cheryl, you want to do a Wish You Were Here? Yes, I do. Yeah. So, Wish (laughs) You Were Here is a segment where we're going to highlight a travel attraction. This is our last Wish You Were Here for 2019. Aww. I know. Last one. So you and I are each going to highlight a travel attraction, kind of like those old postcards that have a little snapshot of some place that would say, wish you were here. So, Cheryl, what's the cool thing you want to share for your wish you were here?
2: So um, mine is kind of in light of, first of all, it's winter time. We're kind of cold right now. And in the winter, I'm always just wishing for warmth. And also, this was a trip I took. On a very small budget, so mm. I thought it was fitting, um, and that is Diamond Head in Oahu, Hawaii. Um, okay, Diamond Head is a well. It's I did it as it's a hike. It's um a volcanic cone.
1: Ooh, um, now I'm so
2: interested. It's, yeah, it's well, it's not like doing anything now. Still. Um, <laughs> But it's very cool because you're on the island of Oahu and you just look over and you're like, oh, that's that's a big mountain thing, but it's a big volcano. (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) And so but it's a cone. So it has like a ridge around Mm it. I'm not great with the different types of volcanoes necessarily. It's a shield volcano. Yes. Um, But it's and it's covered in green. It's really pretty um and it's a really good hike and when you get to the top you can just look all over the whole island and the ocean and mm. it's gorgeous um but i hiked it when i was in college and i went to oahu with some friends of mine we had a few extra days off of school and um we found super cheap tickets and we stayed in a pretty inexpensive hotel And we did not rent a car. We just took the bus Mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we mainly just did free activities. And so one of the things we did was we took the bus from like the main area of Waikiki over to the base of Diamond Head and then hiked it. Um, And it was a great day. So I would say if you're on the island of Oahu near the Waikiki area, you should go hike Diamond Head.
1: How long of a hike is it?
2: Uh it was several hours. I was not into hiking at the time, so I remember okay. feeling like it was pretty long, but honestly, it was probably like a half day. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the elevation is 761, so that's not very much elevation.
1: Uh that's not. That sounds like a lot to me. Oh, <laughs> oh 761. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking 7,000. I was like, that sounds like a lot to me. (laughs) No, 700. Got it.
2: 761. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Ryan?
1: So I'm going to share about the Chester Beatty Library in Dublin, Ireland. So it's a library. You had mentioned that there's cool libraries in a lot of places, and there are. This is a little bit different. This is kind of more museum-y than library-y, but it's all books and manuscripts types of things. So I think that's why it's it's called a library. But there's some cool stuff there. They've got some really, really old manuscripts. There's a book that, it, it it's huge. Like the, like one page, I'm trying to Trying to see size wise if I can see in some of my pictures. One page is as tall as I think my forearm, like Whoa. all the way from like elbow to to fingertips maybe even bigger than that i think and that's one side and then the whole book opens and it's several hundred pages and it has some of those i think they're called illuminated manuscripts where they've got kind of like the book of kells where Mm. things are drawn pretty like you know the old school disney storybooks Uh that they would open and they would have stuff like that so it has some of that stuff they have some i think they're they're Buddhist manuscripts, which are really interesting. One, just because, you know, they use a different alphabet, which is really cool to look. And it's very, has lots of curves in the scripts and things like that. That's really cool. But the books also open kind of accordion style. So it's kind of like a scroll, except instead of rolling, it they're folded back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in this long rectangle. It was really cool wow yeah it's really cool so and they've got some really old manuscripts they've got different sections from the both the hebrew and the christian bible um like original i mean not a original original but from let's see i'm looking at some of these dates here 200 a.d so thousands of years old The some of these wow. manuscripts yeah it's really cool it's it's a cool it's a cool library and it's free I'm remembering it being free I'm pretty sure it's free and there's a really cool garden outside too so even if you're not so much into the books if someone you're with is there's a beautiful garden that's kind of around and there's a castle nearby so all of those things all together oh my
2: it, gosh there's right? a lot of castle,
1: garden right old, old, old books Something for the whole family. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. I think we're done, Cheryl. What do you think?
2: I think we're done. Yeah. Go set some goals.
1: Go set some goals. (laughs) And celebrate the new year.
2: Happy new year.
1: Yeah. Happy new year. Okay. You know one goal that you could set? What's that? You could follow our podcast on social media.
2: I never thought you were going to say that. <laughs> Surprise.
1: We are at Tim Wee Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And if you are not already following us, that's a super easy goal to set and accomplish right away. You could, you could do it in the next five minutes and that could be done. Wouldn't that be amazing?
2: Man, what a way to hit a New Year's resolution.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: You can also email us at timweepodcasts at gmail.com. We want to hear what is on your travel bucket list. Mm -hmm. I'm always interested to hear what other people have as their big bucket list items because it's so varied and um, I don't know, I get a lot of good ideas from those, those bucket lists. So send us your bucket list.
1: Absolutely. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail at 406 763 8699, or another way to remember that is 406 pod. Timwee, and we would love for you to leave us a voicemail or send us a text message about what travel goals you have set. Maybe it's for 2020. Maybe it's by the time you reach a certain age. Maybe it's for the next month. Who knows? But I'd love to hear more about your travel goals, because Cheryl and I might steal them for ourselves.
2: Yep, we probably will.
1: We probably will. Please go ahead and rate and review us on whatever you're using to listen to this podcast. Please share about this episode on social media so more people can hear about our podcast. And be sure to subscribe to make sure you do not miss any of our new episodes. As a matter of fact, there's another thing. You could set a goal for yourself to subscribe to our podcast. And you could accomplish (laughs) that pretty darn quickly.
2: As always, thank you to Beth Reed Miller for our awesome artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is something. And thank you to Erica Corbin for the use of her song Round the Globe. You can listen to Erica's music wherever music is sold or streamed.
1: That is going to wrap up 2019 for oh, our podcast. I know, coming to a close, but we are excited for what 2020 is going to bring. So until next time, remember to take me with you.
0: Take me with you! Can we get a sailboat chasing down the sunset as we float round and round the globe salty air and balmy nights guided only by the lights above and la-la-la all the world is out there waiting to explore And all our troubles here want them to be ignored Oh, let's go To India and Ireland running.